Hey guys, welcome back to Marshy's Corner. Uh, this is this is the first of what I'm hoping becomes a regular thing. I want to start a weekly podcast where I just talk footy. Uh, hopefully have guests on to talk footy with me so it's not just me blabbering on my own. Um, but yeah, today's podcast is pretty cool. Uh, I had Mark Geyer come on. He's a legend, man. He just came on. We talked for almost an hour and uh, yeah, we just talked all things footy um, and a whole bunch more too. Hey, it's just it, footy. Social media, Hulk Hogan, um, what else? I don't know. We talk a bunch of stuff, so that's a fun chat. And then, um, and then after that, the segment that I'm putting onto this footy show, which is a couple of casuals, uh, where I bring on an, another casual fan like myself, and uh, we talk their footy team. Um, and so I got Maddie Gilbert coming on. Uh, he's talking Canberra Raiders. He came third in. Uh, oh, sorry, no, he came fourth. My mistake. Came fourth in Super Coach this year. Uh, so we talk a little bit about that and yeah, we talk a little bit of Canberra Raiders. So uh, no, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoy uh, and let's get to Mark Guy. Whoa, 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 I almost forgot. <clears throat> My bad. Uh, before we get to Mark Guy, I just want to say what's going on with this show. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't gone and listened to it yet, uh, my first episode of We Used to Be Friends, which is also on the Marshall's Corner platform, uh, you can go listen to that uh, on Spotify, Apple Pods, and YouTube. And it's basically me, uh, producer Jackson, my mate Tim, my mate Max, and we um, <clears throat> we just talk relevant things. So our first episode came out. We talked a bit of sport. We talked some Mad Monday uh, drama. We talked, what did we talk about? Um Oh, a few other things. It was a, it was a couple of weeks ago it came out. Uh, and But we also talked about the majority of it was Game of Thrones and the new House of the Dragon show. So if you're into Game of Thrones, if you're into the House of the Dragon, uh, there's plenty of content there for you where just four mates are talking absolute dribble. So uh, if that's something you're into, uh, keep an eye out for that as well. Now we're going to get to Mark Geyer. Enjoy. All righty uh 180 games of footy uh represented new south wales and australia mark guyer thanks for hopping on man hey isaac how are you my man yeah no i'm doing well i'm doing well how are you i'm awesome i'm awesome that's good that's good um it's, right, it's I, finals it's finals footy time i'm always pumped for this time of year it's the one time of of the year um around this time in origin that i i kind of get jealous of not being a footy player again yeah it's the one that's you know the 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 sun shining. It's that smell in the air of spring, and you know that's uh, it's the end of the year. And so that basically, um, some four teams on the weekend or two teams on the weekend, if they lose, they're out. And the other four teams, six teams, will hopefully will you know pr- prevail and go the next step. You know, it, it is an exciting time of year. It's my favorite time of year. Um, but. I do want to talk about all the top eight stuff, but I have a few things that I want to get to before we get to all that. Um, Obviously, over your fourteen-year career, uh, I'm sure you'd have you would have had some some Mad Mondays and whatnot, some end of season parties. The the Dragons they've um, not allowed their players to have a Mad Monday. What what are your thoughts on that? Um, Look, it's it's a lot different to when I played. You know, obviously there was no mobile phones for one. Um, there was no protocols. Um, we live in a different world at the moment. Um, I know that you know we, we didn't look forward to it because that means yeah we're out of the competition. But it's the one day of the year where you can all get together, um, de-stress, and kick back and have a beer together. And you know, obviously, it's some clubs are different. Some clubs go a little bit harder than others, and 
But at the end of the day, you've got a responsibility not just to your club but to yourself to make sure that you that you don't, you know, in any way, shape, or form disrespect the the emblem that you're wearing on your chest. And uh, yeah, I look, it's it's a little bit petty. I think you could you could be like Manly where only half their team turns up. So that's that's not a good look either. So um, I think there's definitely room for it in the in the calendar. I think the players these days, in particular. Um, are asked so much, um, and their 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 pride, their lives are pride into so much with with social media that they they deserve a day to let their head down. And I don't see why you just can't let the boys go to the stadium, lock the gates, and just say, uh, "We're coming to coming and lock them tomorrow." We say, "If you're not going anywhere, you're staying right here. You can't go into any can't go into pubs in town, or just have we'll, we'll supply the drink and the food, but." Um, once you're in here, you're staying here for the next 12 hours together. No one's leaving or no one's coming in. That, that's what when me and my friends talked about. We just didn't understand why that wasn't a thing. I Obviously, I haven't played footy at the professional level, but you know that end of season, end of whatever it is that you guys have just done together, it feels like it feels kind of wrong for a club to say, you know what, you guys can't come together yeah. and, and enjoy that. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, it's um, I think by, by saying to the players that, you can't do it. It's kind of treating them like kids. And yeah. and what do, what do kids do when they're told that they can't do anything? They try and find ways around it and do things that, you know, uh, that, that aren't as overt. You know, obviously they've had the barbecue gate last year, which kind of scarred their club uh-huh. for a while. They didn't win another game after it. Manly similarly this year, after the Jersey gate, uh, they, they didn't win another, another uh, win another game. So I get where the clubs are coming from, but um, you've got to treat the, the players like the men they are and, and hopefully, you know, trust the trust the process that they won't let anybody down. Like, I I understand being in public in the public eye where there's a lot more scrutiny um, for these type of celebrations. But you know, surely you can find surely the grounds these time of years aren't getting used, and you know, um, eight teams aren't using their grounds. So why not just let them go to their, their home ground and you know, as I said, lock the gates and no one can get in, no one can get out until you, you know, and mobile phones, I suppose. You, Put leave them at the gate as well. If you're gonna have a celebration, you don't need to be filming yourself getting blind drunk and then putting it on social media. It's it's as I said, different world we live in. Um, but I, I think there is room on the calendar to let your hair down. Yeah, no, absolutely. There is like you kind of bring up the manly thing and and uh the dragons and and all this sort of stuff. There there is seems to be just like a disconnect between the people above and then the players, but the players are the one that are putting on the jerseys representing it's what everyone comes to watch. And you kind of talked about how players are kind of being treated like children, almost at like school. It's like, you guys can't do this. You guys have to do this. Uh, is is that something that's, is, does there need to be a better connect between clubs and players and, and the NRL and players? Um, oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, that's, it's a, it's a, it's a machine these days, the game, the game is a machine. It's a business orientated machine where, you know that the disconnect from the top level is, is profound. You know that the fact that someone at Manly said we're wearing these jerseys and didn't consult the players, um, a is a mistake, and b was disrespectful to the players who who might have different views. You know you can't force things down people's throats that don't want to do it. It's um, I'm pretty sure that if you went the right way about the process and gave them plenty of notice and said, look, this is what we're doing, we'd love to we'd love for you to be involved. Um, I think the players might have reacted differently than they did. 
But when you tell people they can't, they've got to do something or they, or they can't do something, the, the first reaction is to try and get around what the, the, the hierarchy has told you. So, yeah, there is. There's, you know, some clubs don't even have boards these days because they're owned, um, yeah. you know, privately owned. So, but all I know is that the product keeps on keeping on. You know, rugby league, no matter who's in control at the board level, um, we're watching players these days who are an average weight of 100 kilos um, and six foot one or six foot two, um, you know, where 20 years ago the average weight would have been 85 kilos and the average height would have been five foot 10. So they're getting bigger, they're getting stronger, they're getting faster. The game is is at a peak at the moment where it's, you know, the viewership has never been so big. The players, the, the players, have earned the right to have some say in, in what they in what they do, but unfortunately, it's it's a it's a meat market. You know, it's it's a business where the clubs aren't loyal, the players aren't loyal. Um, the only people who are loyal in the game are the fans, and they always seem to be the ones who are getting the kick in the guts. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. The the NRL, it's like I, I'm I'm a fan of sports in general. America, Australia, I watch a lot of sports, and the NRL is genuinely my favorite sport to watch. But there's just so much shit that's around it. Even like the Tyler May situation that's going on right now. Yeah. Like there's just the NRL kind of just seems to find a way to fuck it up all the time. But we still come back. Like we love the game. So well, that's that's the thing. It's it's kind of like the you know the car crash that you you're driving past on the freeway. You can't help but look at it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rugby league. You know, you, you just can't help it. It's it's the biggest. It's the biggest soap opera that I've ever seen in the world. I, I, it's a, it's it's weekly. Something happens weekly. You can you can bet your bottom dollar that there's going to be something we're we're going to talk about weekly that isn't rugby league related on field. That there's always going to be something off field that's going to happen. And I think that's kind of the the bit of the lure that we all get attracted to. That what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And then we love look the, the we love being outraged. The outrage these days is outrageous, to be honest. You yeah. know, we, we, we've got so many people now that can have a comment. Like, you know, and I, and I don't want to sound like a dinosaur, but uh, well, I, I am. I've been retired 20 years. But the fact that we can have people who who can have a fake account on a social media platform and, and, and say something about you detrimental, um, it's got to be addressed. It's got to be addressed. You know, there's, there's legislation's got to be implemented where something – like the social media platforms have got to have a, a genuine you've got to have a driver's license to, to obtain one or something like that you know you've got to there's got to be there's got to be consequences for people's actions um who just throw barbs at, at sports people um with you know I, I even me now the public eye um i don't read comments on twitter i don't read comments on facebook i don't read comments on instagram um and i feel better for it you know i know that there's, there's 90 people who might say something good about what I'm doing, but there's 10 people who say something bad and they're the ones that stay, stay in your mind. It's, um, and unfortunately, so I learned, you know, a few years ago that just as soon as you just don't read anything, you feel a lot better about it. You, you know, I've got five kids now who are going through, you know, the different ages and I've got to teach them about the perils of social media. It's, uh, it's, it's something we never had. Um, but uh, we've got to, we've got to live with it because it's here to stay obviously I'm not that far removed from school. I graduated about 10 years ago. And even now me and my friends talk about how I couldn't imagine what school would have been like having things like Snapchat. And cause I didn't, I, I missed that just like for by a couple of years. And, um, you know, we got in enough trouble at school, but you know, yeah. some of the, I, I could, I've worked at schools and stuff, coaching sports and whatnot. And there was one time where uh, a girl just wasn't on the team anymore. 
And then I found out that there was just this massive scandal of people sharing photos and all this other stuff and and the way yeah. she was treating it. It's, it's just crazy. I couldn't imagine being around all that. And yeah, so, and that's another that's another thing to think about when you know we watch these gladiators that play these days. They're they're human beings. They've they've got they've got you know they've got a soul. They've 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 got emotion. They've they've got a family. They've got things. And just because they play for your favorite team doesn't mean that they want to listen to everything you want to say to them. You know, obviously the good is good and the bad is bad. But um, yeah, I, I you know like I couldn't imagine like I, like some of the kangaroo tours we were on. Um, some of the camps we went on for Origin, some of the, you know, the, if a mobile phone was even closely present, it'd be it'd be scandal after scandal. But we never, no one, no one in my era got in trouble. No, like we we knew what we were doing. Um, we knew what who, who to respect. Um, there is a there is a problem these days when you go out on the on the drink. Um, you know, you always and that that problem is never going to change. That you're always a target. Um, I, I I became one. You know, it starts when you walk into a pub and then you see you see a table of you know blokes who just finished work and starts with they you can hear them talking about you. Then all of a sudden, three beers down, they start walking past you and seeing how tall you are next to them and just you know then ice gets thrown at you and that's all that type of shit that's got to be that's in that's part of the game. It's brave, part of the game. Brave to throw some ice at you. Well, I, I, <laughs> hence why I was, I was I had four assault charges over my career. So. Um, Did you? <laughs> um, I, you know, again, I, I, I should have walked away. I shouldn't have put myself in that situation. And now, only now that where I'm, you know, in the last five or six years, have I learned that once the function's finished, get in an Uber or even Ubers weren't around there. Get in a cab and get get yourself home. And you wake up the next morning feeling a lot, lot better than if you had a drama or an argument with someone, one of the public, and you're worried about what's going to be in the media the next day. So. Just re- the the simple equation is to remove yourself from that scenario. It it's kind of crazy how many people just find the energy to like go out of their way to get underneath someone else's skin. Well, that's hard work. It's hard. It's hard work to be a prick. Yeah. It's 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 easy to be a nice guy and say yep, you know, but it's very hard to be a bastard. And it takes energy to be someone who just loathes everything they see and 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 then says it on online. It's you know, it's, it's it's one of them situations where, as I said just a bit, a bit earlier, we've got to live. To, we've got to learn to live with it because it's not going anywhere. It's you know, legislation is if if the legislation I talk about could be ten years away. Where you know, so you know, that's as a father, um, I don't care what people say about me, but it's when you, you your family are bought into it, which is a different scenario. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, there's two ways I want to take this conversation because I, I wanted to ask some more Mad Mad Monday stuff, but then. Also talking about this social media thing and whatnot. I was a part of a little, little bit of the controversy, la- controversy last weekend with the Tyson Gamble thing. Okay. Because um, so it was my podcast that Tyson Gamble came on, um, and oh, it was over a month ago now that he actually hopped on and said what he said. And at the time, it didn't feel like he said anything particularly wrong. Um, you know, we had a two hour long conversation and he had nothing, yeah. but he had nothing but good things to say about Kevy, Adam Reynolds, yeah, and the, that's Bron- what happens. the Broncos that's in what general. The, but then, then you've got other media outlets who are just, you know, in a slow news week who are craving something to, to, to attack. And I've, I've read the comments about T- uh, Tyson was trying to give Reynolds a rap in my eyes. You yeah. Know, I, 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 and, but they, that's not, that doesn't sell, that doesn't sell papers or that doesn't get clicks when, you know the, the the click is that 
you know, everyone said, oh, you know, let's get rid of Tyson Gamble because he's disrespecting Kevin Walters. But if you looked at the whole interview, which I did, um, you, you, that was one extract out of a, a long chat that you had with him. Yeah, he took, they took about five words and that became the headline. And so I obviously felt pretty bad myself and I reached out to Tyson and like he was all good with it and stuff. But um, yeah, no, I, it's just... You'll yes. be learned. You, you, you've learned a lesson. You know, oh, you yeah, learn. absolutely. And, and Tyson would learn a lesson. And, and that's he's a young kid, man. Like, it's we can't expect everyone to be perfect. No one is perfect, you know, even on the footy field. Everyone's, everyone loves bagging the referees. But I've never seen a player play a perfect game. Yeah. But we even so, had, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, no, we, even, we even had the conversation where, like, Adam Reynolds has obviously come to the Broncos. You've got one of, one of the best halfbacks of all time that's been around for, for what is it, 13 years, 14 years now. Yep. And, um, yeah, you can't tell me that when Cooper Cronk went to the Roosters that, that there weren't people doing the same thing. Or when he was there at Melbourne, like Munster wasn't coming to him. And um, Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the, that's there's two things out of that. You know, most a lot of people have got podcasts these days. A lot of people have got um, an opinion and a lot of people want yeah. to talk about um, I, I would dare to say that NRL podcasts over the last even two to three years have probably gone up by two hundred percent. So everyone's going. Everyone's trying to find a different angle to to make their podcast listenable um, and 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 different from the other ones. And you know, without being, you don't have to be scandalous these days to um, to get your point across. You just got to be. I think it's more about transparency. If you're honest. Um, you know, like a lot of people should be in our game. It's that's uh, it'd be a lot easier to track for him. But I think if you like, it, with all my woes that I had in my career, I found later in my career when I came back to Penrith that as soon as you admit you've done something, as soon as the process starts to heal, yeah, you know. But if you keep dodging questions and you know, that's why the Newcastle thing was we like not that it was any of our business what went went on behind closed doors, but just come out and say what you did. And and then we all play on, you know. Now Caelan Pong has ruled himself out of a um, a World Cup. You know, he wants to concentrate on. You know, it's 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 sad that we we're so intrusive into rugby league players' lives because they're, they're the superstars of the Eastern Seaboard. You know, they yeah they're they're the NBA players of America. They they've got stories to tell, and we want to we want to be part of them. And um, we we are these days because we we can access them through podcasts, through social media. We can feel like they're our best mates. But as soon as something goes south, um, we're we're really quick to jump on their backs and and, and condemn them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, coming back to the Mad Monday thing, did you have any fun Mad Monday stories that you that you uh, could not share? That, no, <laughs> none no. that you can share. <laughs> no, well, ours was ours would be we'd 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 meet at um we'd meet at the park at Penrith Park. Um, a bus would pick us up, and we commence our pub crew, our pub crawl. Yeah, yeah. In, 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 in fancy dress, you know, we would go from we'd have three beers at one pub, go to the next pub. So you can imagine how the state of the, what kind of state we're in by the tenth pub in Penrith. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah. But I there was no, there was no social media. There was no, there was no one taking photos of us. There was no, you know, I've, I've said to my kids without being too dramatic, a mobile phone is no different these days when you're out in the piss to a loaded gun. It's yeah. We see all these players, you know, Todd Carney's of the world and these, uh, Munster and and uh, and Brandon and the Cheese, Brandon Smith last year. These all these mobile phones, people are taking Caelan Ponga and uh, Kurt Mann. Well, what's the what's the common denominator with all these guys? 
they've been filmed. Yeah. When and they're in a they're in a toilet for fuck's sake. Like, you know, who's filming it? Who's who's getting their kicks out of that? Like who's 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 who gives a fuck who you know. If I I, I I take photos with every person that asks me for a photo, but as soon as someone wants to film me in an area where I don't want to be filmed, I, I tell them to turn that off. I, I, you know, this is not for you to see. Yeah, it's it's definitely and you'd rather learn the lesson like for the young if there were young people listening to this, learn the lesson from other people, like the mistakes they've made. Try not to yeah. make yourself. I I mean, there's videos of me like from end of footy carnivals and things like that that I wish I hope don't surface and yeah, well, like it is what it is. That's the old adage, just do as I say, not as I did. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I, I I can speak from a you know, I can speak from a point of view where I've had fifteen years in uh, great footy. Uh, now I've had twenty years out of the game, and um, it's such a different life. You, you, when you're when you're consumed by rugby league, that's all you know. That's all you want to know because all you're worried about is when you train next, when you play next, when you train next, when you play next. It's yeah. You got you got blinkers on when you play footy, um, but mobile phones have have changed the whole whole landscape. They've just um, every time you go out, you're a, you know people can make money out of you if you fuck up. Yeah. Um, I saw I saw a video of you uh, interviewing someone someone that would have been great on a Mad Monday, uh, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> I was so nervous. I was, yeah. so, I was at the footy show and I was one of my first appearances on the footy show post career. And they said, "MG, you know much about wrestling?" I said, "Yeah, why?" They said, "We've got Dennis Rodman coming on." I said, "What?" I said, "Not just wrestling, but basketball." As well. Yeah, basketball yeah. But he's one of the best defenders that ever played the game, and um. And a bit of a loose cannon, you know. Like I said, oh, I can't wait. And then I just blurted out WCW and all this other shit. That's I had a script ready, but I, <laughs> the script the script went because I was just Dennis Robin was there. Yeah, yeah. And I, it was funny. I, was, I I saw that clip as well. Um, someone sent it to me. I went, wow, look how look how young, look how um, inexperienced I was. But that's that's about that's about learning. Yeah, you know? I, I, I learned I learned then just to slow down a little bit and. And let you let your emotion take a little back seat and just get your point across, and then you know you can be a fanboy backstage, but don't do it in front of a camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I mean, th- I've been doing this for maybe about a year now, and there's been a few guests where I come on and I'm like, "What did I even blurt out?" Just then? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> and that's natural. That's natural. Like I don't, I still don't listen to myself back on radio, or um, or if I do it, if I do it when I was on TV, I didn't, I didn't ever watch an episode. I, my my wife, who I've known since we're both eighteen, um, and my kids—they're my—they're my gauge. If I if I come home from a, a function or the TV gig, and I'll ask them how I went, what did you have, yeah. you know, how, how do you think I went? And they'll be honest with me. They are, Dad, you did, shouldn't have said that, or Dad, you're great, or thanks. I don't need to go to social media to see how good or bad I was. That was a question I was going to ask you because for me, um, you like you're obviously you're on the radio and you've been on TV and stuff with this podcast. Um, you know, I've I've played basketball at a decent level and, you know, I played a little bit of footy and stuff and you have video sessions and you go back and you watch yourself. And um, I started doing that early on with my podcast, just kind of listening and uh, trying to go, okay, well, I do this kind of poorly. I do this kind of well. But now at the moment, I try not to go back and listen to it. I just, I put it out there and it is what it is. And 100%. Keep it moving. 100%. You'll, get, you'll get told by your loved ones who are close to you or your close mates whether you're doing something good or bad. They're the only ones you have to worry about. Yeah. You can count on one hand how many people's opinion you should listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, 
That was fun. Did, did you guys get to hang out with Dennis Rodman outside of the interview? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, you did? I couldn't believe how tall he was. I, I, like, I'm 6'5". He'd be about 6'9", would he? He's 6'10", yeah. Yeah. He's just a giant, man. I went, wow. He could, yeah. And obviously, Carnage is, is his second name because he'd carve it wherever he went. But, you know, I had a couple of different experiences over my life. I, I, I'm a big WWF or W, you know, whatever it is now, WWE. Um, and when I was, I think, 16 or 17, I watched uh, Rocky Three with uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. And in my first year of radio with Triple M, it was about 2009, I think, on uh, the morning show. Um, I was we were talking on air, and all of a sudden, I saw this figure walking through the corridor. I went, fucking what? Is that Hulk Hogan? And we're in the break, and I said, fuck, there's Hulk Hogan. That 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 beat me. Like, that had to dump my, my chat. I said, what's he, what's he doing here? And the security guard had brought him through our, because we're on level 14 at World Square in the city, which we are still now. Um, on level fifteen is was Jackie and Kyle, uh, Kyle and Jackie O. Yeah, he was he was walking them through to take them upstairs. But he said, "I thought you guys might want to talk to him first. So it was the biggest fanboy day of my life because I watched him. You know, and I remember he walking, "Hey brothers, hey, what's going <laughs> down? This is a hulkster." And I couldn't believe how different he was when the microphones were turned off. Yeah, because our producers, as producers do, they say, "MG, can you?" Um, arm wrestling, you know, can you know for our for our socials and our, or our, our our online stuff. I said, yes, of course. So in the ad break, we went out to this table and Hulk goes, "Hey, buddy, don't don't take it too hard on me, man. I got my arms are fucked, from, you know, yeah, this yeah. different this different voice, like normal." I went, "Where's the where's the voice?" And he goes, "Oh man, that's uh, imagine if I walked around talking like that all day, I'd, I'd look like a fucking idiot. I've got I've got to have a down, you know." So I remembered that stuck with me. Um, the video, you know, he beat me in the video. Um, and I remember like one of the f- most, yeah, that was my, that and we're on a kangaroo tour and we're playing in France and it was the, kind of the end of the tour. We're playing against the French sec- second team. It was about two degrees. We were playing in track suits and it was just at halftime, we we're supposed to be flogging this team by a lot. Um, but it was only like 10 nil our way. Um, so Bobby Fulton has come, Bobby Fulton's a coach. He's come in and, just giving it to us, like Terence. Come on, you got the Australian jersey on, you boys. What's going on? And all of a sudden, we heard a bit of a commotion. And right where we were, we're in a we're in a town called Carcassonne. There's this really big yep. castle in Carcassonne. Yeah, yeah. They were filming Robin Hood there um, with with Kevin Costner. So in walks these entourage with about thirty people and Kevin Costner, and we we're all going, "Fuck, it's Kevin Costner! <laughs> what? Kevin Costner's in our like in the dressing room." So we just all just jumped up. Bobby Fulton's talking. We just gone over to Kevin Costner, and they had we had a um, bloke on tour with us was taking all our photos, and we said, "Brother uh, Coco, take a photo of me." You know, we was getting photos with Kevin Costner, and I remembered he was like he was as tall as me, but yeah, right. He, he had these he had these shoes on that were about six inches high. <laughs> so Kevin Costner was about five foot ten, but he walked yeah, about yeah. six. Foot. It was amazing. It was a couple of insights in the what in the the other side of the like mega, mega stars that I saw, which kind of made me think, well, they're just like us. You know, they, they put on perform, they put on a performance. Yeah. Um, away from the cameras, they, they are just like us. They, you know, they want to be as tall as the tallest bloke. They want to be as, as loud as the loudest bloke, but deep down, they're just bloody humans. And I suppose that gets back to our earlier, our earlier statement, our earlier chat about um, rugby league players that, you know, they're 
99.9% of rugby league players are decent bikes. They're, and it's the 0. whatever percent that cruels it for those that are trying to be good blokes in society. But that's a pretty, that's a really small minority. That's a really small minority in a, in a yeah. sport, which is in, a, in such a contact sport where you know, blokes are just, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how far the game has come. I don't know how far, I don't know what the peak's going to be. You know, they keep saying that, will we ever break nine seconds in, in a hundred meters? Um, how big a rugby league player is going to be? I don't know. I really don't know how big they're going to be in the end because when I was at school, if a, a bus from another school turned up that we didn't know who, who they were, we would stand there, we'd, we'd look at them outside of our window and say, okay, there's their halfback, there's their wingers, they're, they're, def, they're definitely their front rollers. That, he could be a fullback, we don't know, but they, they get out of an hour bus, rugby league players, and they're all as big as each other. Yeah. Like, like most halfbacks in the game now are six foot one. It's, most wingers are six foot five. Most front rowers are five foot ten, but 120 kilos. It's just bizarre how the body transformation, the body sizes, and have changed over the years. You know, Bobby, Ful- uh, Bobby Fulton, Reg Gaznia, Johnny Raper, all these guys were battling to make 85 kilos, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and, and, and five foot eight. They were just, just so small. Um, and that's that's because they're professional. That's because you know the weights room is is heav- heavily frequented by a lot of players and. We're turning these rugby league players into the ultimate wrecking machines. Well, in the end, like I mean, that's where sport goes, right? It just continues to level and level and it level. Evolves. And, it evolves. It evolves. Yeah. Like you see, obviously, what the NFL is like these days, and we've got players. I mean, Latrell just released that doco of him going over to America and doing that. And I mean, you talk about a player that is just the same size as any position. Like me and my friends were talking about who's the most versatile player in the NRL. I feel like you could pretty much put Latrell everywhere, and he'd do a job. Except for maybe hooker, like yeah. that, that might be the only position he might be a bit too big for there. Um, it's amazing. It's, well, he's he's you know leading these finals this weekend. Um, he's he's one bloke who the the pressure is going to be on. And playing against his old team, he's come out through the week saying that he doesn't like people booing him. Unfortunately, that's a part of the game. You know, there's there's there is a line you, you can boo as much as you want because he did play for the Roosters. Um, he he did. He was involved in an incident with Joey Manu. So the last thing the Roosters fans are going to do is clap him. It's, you know, it's just, I used, yeah. to, I, used to, I used to look at it as a badge of honor when the, the opposing crowds would boo me. I, I thought, yeah, great. I'm under their skin. So hopefully I'm under the player's skin as well. I was a bit surprised by that comment. I guess someone like Luttrell, who just seems to be, there's a negative thing about him all the time. Maybe he's just sick of that. But I was a bit confused when I, when I heard that comment that he made. Mm. It's, it's pressure. It's pressure. Pressure. Um, it's, it paralyzes us all into doing things or saying things that sometimes we we didn't want to say or we we didn't have um, the the platform to say it on. But um, all I know is that come Sunday against the Rabbitohs against the Roosters, um, he's probably going to be their best player. I, I think he's got that glint in his eye. Um, Joey Manu's not playing, so that takes that that equation of you know against his best mate who he who he. He he got ruled out last year with a broken cheekbone. I think that emotion has gone from that, so he, he can he can express himself against the Roosters without any fear or or favour. So I, I think he's in for a massive game on Sunday. This is going to be one encounter I cannot watch. I cannot wait to watch. And it's the same as uh, the Penrith Power game tomorrow night. It's one of them games which is um, I can't wait to get to the game and feel the atmosphere. Are you going to the game? Yeah, bloody oath, bloody yeah, oath. Nice, I nice. would miss it. Would miss it. 
You'd you'd be a Penrith fan, right? Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my young bloke's in the system now. You know, he's 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 in the top thirty-two. Um, <clears throat> I've always been a Panther fan even when I retired. You know, I just think um, I was the number one badge holder for a while when I retired. Um, and yeah, like the way the, the way this footy team has gone about things in the last three years. Um, I think only losing ten times or something in in, in three years, um, winning at an 81 percent ratio. It's they're just a pleasure to watch. I, I've known a lot of them and watched a lot of them for a long time. You know, a lot of them come through SG Ball and Harry Matthews together. Cameron Serrato coached a lot of them in the under twenties grand final. So this team has been together for a long time. It's why they're so close um, and why they a lot of them will take less money to play here. And it's it's a rare – usually in rugby league, you see the team that's very good. They have the veterans at the top, and then there's obviously the younger players kind of like all around them. Yeah. But this yeah, team's just kind of just like a lot of – just a lot of young guys, isn't it? Well, Coruscant's the oldest. I think Coruscant's 30, and he's he's the oldest player in the team. And uh, I think the average age is 24, 25. Um, I think the Broncos, before Adam Reynolds went there, were very similar. Um, yeah. obviously, he, obviously, he takes the medium up a bit, but – Broncos are another young team, and um, but yeah, it's a, it is amazing. It's um, they've all got pretty level heads on their shoulders, and you can see what you get. I understand now what the Storm and the Roosters went through for the last decade of being the best teams in the competition. That you come under scrutiny for for different things, um, and Penrith are feeling that at the moment. Obviously, with Taylor May and um, everything you do is 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 monitored because you're the best. You're the you're the benchmark in the competition. So. Um, Anything that you do, both good and bad, is going to be um, spoken about and a lot more than if the Tigers players at the moment or the Titans players at the moment do it. Because you know it's the old Australian way. We want to knock. We want to knock that tall poppy off his perch. That's that's a way. That's our way of doing it. It's our. It's our. It's in our DNA. We we like we like seeing people come back to earth. Yeah, which is sad. It's sad. It's fucking it real sad. sad. That's real sad. Like, uh, how many people would have been praying that Kyrgios got beat yesterday? Oh, uh, I mean, I, there's people in my workplace that were <laughs> <laughs> lots. Like, yeah. like the, especially you know, the, anyone over 35 or over 40, but the younger guys like yourself and and my kids, and they love him. They love him. They think he's a breath of fresh air. Like ben Simmons. Everyone loves Ben Simmons in my house. Oh you know, yeah. I, I say fucking. I, he's, I, got, I, he's, he's, he's got to play before you love him. I struggle with Ben Simmons. So basketball is like my main sport. And uh, yeah, Ben Simmons not putting on an Aussie jersey yet since he was about 16 is a little bit tough for me. But um, uh, you know what? That's exactly when I, I, I didn't turn on him. I'm not, I, I'm, he wouldn't give a fuck if I turned on him anyway. But that's when yeah. I thought, okay, when he didn't go to the Olympics and uh, Paddy Mills you know, he said, we need you, Ben. Let's go, brother. Come in this environment and we'll, we'll look after you. That's when I thought, no, nah, he's never going to play for Australia, um, and it's all about Ben. So, in a team sport um, like basketball is, got so many big egos, um, he's he's up there with him, isn't he? Oh no, absolutely. And my my friend was kind of saying he's like he doesn't even really feel Australian to me, but if he puts that jersey on and represents yeah. us the way Paddy Mills does, then that's a totally a different. Yeah, absolutely like, yeah. for sure. Because we're a genuine chance of being a, a, a powerhouse in the world with our basketball team. Oh, absolutely! You know, with, with all those young kids who are coming out, my 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 niece at the moment, she's she's in India playing for the under. Well, she played the under under seventeens Australian team basketball, and now she's playing for the under eighteens in India in a two week tour. Oh, okay, cool. So, so it's, it's my um my wife's uh, sister's daughter, Saffron Shields. Yeah, right. And her her 
dad, I played footy with him, uh, Perth and um, uh, Peter Shields. So he's, yeah. he was a he was a great basketballer as a young kid as well. So yeah, it's basketball. I played basketball up until I was sixteen as well at a pretty high level. I love it. I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan. I used to yeah, love the twin. Nice. Used to love the twin towers in Robinson and and Duncan. Um, you might yeah, be in. For- you might be yeah. in for a tough couple of years. Yeah, I think so because West Ham are my soccer team as well, and they they look like they're not, <laughs> they're, not gonna, they're not doing much this year either. So, well, at least you got the Panthers. So, yeah, hundred um, percent. Speaking of teams, so my team's the Broncos. Um, what what happened to them this year? That that little fall um, from grace at the end. Well, they've they've fallen from a grace like nobody did. They they yeah. there's been no one in NRL history um, after nineteen rounds who were in the top four like they were, not make the eight. They would they lose six of their last seven? Yeah, we beat we beat the Eels and we beat the Knights. I don't know. Maybe it was like two of the last eight or something. Two of the last eight. Yeah, we won. Yeah, it was 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 an amazing capitulation. Um, Carrigan was a big reason, I think, why. I think he's the he's the dynamite in that pack. Everything starts and stops with him. He's. I'd like to see um, young Hetherington get more time on the field. I think he's he's one of them players that really um, is is a big is a big DNA. Bronco DNA all over him. Uh, of course, having a famous you know, a father playing for um, Queensland as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I just a lot of people are saying that Kevy's body language is is a bit confusing at times. And I know he's an intense character, Kevy, uh, but he's also a, a lovable bloke as well. I went on a tour with him, and um, the Penrith boys kind of gravitated straight towards the Broncos players, you know, Alfie Langer yeah. and Kevy Kevy Walters and Chris Johns and uh, Michael Hancock. We were we were drawn to them. Um they were very similar to what we were at Penrith where we found them to be a lot like we were. Um like to have a joke around, like to have fun, but also took our our footy very seriously. And um yeah, look I I, I think Kevy's I think Kevy's the answer because you don't win seven games mid season. It's funny how the narratives change, but yeah, um, through the year when they were winning them seven games, Kevy didn't get the, the credit. It was Ben Eichen and Dave Donaghy. Um, when they started losing, Kevy got the, it was Kevy's fault. Yeah, so yeah. they've got to be careful now that Redcliffe are in the competition. Um, you've got to stand by your man, and that man is Kevy. Kevy's the man to get him out of the rubble, and um, you've got to have some luck with injuries. You know when. You need to see more games out of Adam Reynolds because um, when he plays, you're a lot better team. Um, and then the Payne Haas thing seems to be dragging on and on. We don't know what he's doing, and I don't think Payne knows what he's doing at the moment. Yeah, that is dragging a little bit. We we did have some injuries, like obviously Herbie. Um, big big loss. Big he was loss. a huge loss. He was playing really well at the start of the year, and uh, he's kind of that like you know on one edge you've got uh, Katoni Stags. who. Um, he doesn't do the same sort of work that uh, Herbie does coming no. out of your own half and whatnot. And he doesn't necessarily have to, if you've got someone that's doing that on the other edge, I guess. But um, I do yeah. have one question. Obviously I'm not trying to put myself in a position where I say that I, I understand footy better than anyone else, but I just, I couldn't understand when I was, I, I watch every Broncos game. I've watched everyone for the last, I don't know, 10 years, basically. I don't understand like in a time when the league is the quickest it's ever been, and you've got all these mobile big forwards that like some of them are big, but then at the same time, a lot of forwards like playing in that lock position are a little bit smaller. And those last few games, we were putting guys like Ryan James in the 13 when you've got someone like Kobe Hetherington on the bench yeah, who 
obviously can match the pace. And then for me, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I, I really enjoyed Tyson Gamble, but even before he came on the, the podcast. And I thought when he played in those middle forwards, like we played a game against South where he played in the middle forwards. Yeah. And I thought he played pretty well. I, I couldn't really understand why we were going with bigger, old, a bit older, slower guys, as opposed to putting Kobe in the 13, especially when Carrigan was out, putting Tyson Gamble, who was a bigger body, a little bit yep. could play that ball playing lock position and, um, yeah, I think I d- Broncos. I think Broncos are there as well. I think that um, yeah, and their, their selection. These are you know, obviously um, something happened. Something something happened where they just kind of the, the, the air went out of the balloon so quickly. Yeah. I've never seen a, as I said, I've never seen a team capitulate so quickly and just go out of the top eight. Like it was. If someone said to me round nineteen that Broncos won't make the eight, it's you make sure they get drug tested. You go, hey, come on, man, they're they're, they're fourth. How are they going to miss it eight? Like, and it was just bang, 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 bang. And, um, yeah, a couple of selections were head scratchers, but at the end of the day, you, you got to have players with a really good attitude who want to be there. And, yeah. you know, obviously Tyson's going to Newcastle. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think if you, if you had him and Mam and, um, and Reynolds on the field at the same time, you would have been very dangerous because Tyson Gamble is just a competitor. You know, he, he's, he's a bit like, um, Hastings at the Tigers. Yeah. You know, just, he's just a bloke who loves playing footy. So, um, but I think, look, I, I wouldn't worry if you're a Broncos fan. I think you're still going to be very strong um, next year. I think oh, you're yeah. going to be, a, I think you're going to be a team that's going to be pushing for a title within three or four years. And uh, this young crop of forwards coming through, um, you know, Flegler, I rate Flegler. Uh, I like Flegler a lot. I thought Billy Walters was was surprisingly good this year at Hooker. Yeah. I, I, I loved his input, the dummy half, and um, I don't know what's happening with Jake Turpin, but um, yeah, Palacio off the bench. Um, you had some bright sparks, you know. Obviously, Corey Oates had a had a season for the ages. Yeah, love that, for, love that yeah. for him. Yeah, same. I, I, you know, and that's out of out of adversity. You got to look at some. You got to look at the positives, and that's all these teams that did make the eight. You did make the eight for a reason. Um, in your debrief for this offseason, you got to identify why you made the eight and make sure that you do next year because basically you don't want to be a has but the, the also runs for more than three or four years in a row because then what what starts to happen the, the the membership starts to dwindle because the the fans get the feeling that you're not putting in as much as they are, and that's why why pay two hundred bucks a year with the new jerseys and the and the and the swanky seats and the, and then paying food prices at the footy to watch a team that aren't competing. So, and and um, that's that's the biggest thing over the last three years. It it gets tough when you know you're seeing your team get sixty put on them, fifty put on them, forty put on them. Like if you're losing games sixteen twelve and yeah, that you kind of is what it is, but. Um, no, it was a little bit tough, but uh, I do want to talk about you know the finals and stuff. But I saw today that you talked about you gave your end of season awards. WMGs, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I I wanted to ask you your opinion on this. So obviously in the NRL we have the daily M voting, which comes down to the three two ones. Um, in the NBA and and American sports in general, like that MVP comes down to like ex players, media yeah. voting. Yeah. Which which one do you think is better? Oh, definitely, you, definitely, you definitely want to win an award voted by your peers. Definitely, yeah. if if your peers are voting on it, um, and most of the, the I'm not saying the Daily M voters. I, I was a Daily M voter for five years. Um, this is the first year I haven't done it for a long time. A lot of the the vote the people who are voting are ex players um, yep. or or media. So they've. I don't think that. Um, I still think it's a 
a very prestigious award to win the Dally M because it's oh absolutely. I, I, I also think that the Rothmans Medal was was what um, the old Rothmans Medal, which was voted by the referee after each game. The referee would give you three, two, and one. Um, yeah. and that that's kind of the best and fairest. Doesn't mean you're the best player because I would never have got the best player because I always run, I always had running with referees. You know, I just couldn't bite my lip. So if you're a, if you've got a big mouth, um, you're never going to win the Rothmans Medal. But Dally M, yeah, I like I, I like. I like the way they do it. I think it's pretty. It's it's an honest it's an honest um, an honest way to do it. Um, everyone has different opinions, and no matter whether you yeah you, know, you give a ten nine eight whatever it is. Um, I think at the end of the day, we're getting we're going to get the top five players that played the game close enough to the top five. You yeah, know, I think that there's going to be Ben Hunt, there's going to be Nico Hines, there's going to be Isaiah Yo, Dylan Edwards, James Tedesco. Um, so that that would probably be my five, but it would just it would seem a little bit funny to me if like I'm a I'm a big Ben Hunt fan, but if say Ben Hunt was to win that Daily M and the Dragons don't make the top eight, and then you got a guy like Nico Hines that goes to the Sharks and has probably just as good a year, but might might just fall out, but his team finishes top four. Um, I don't know. That's just yeah. the way yeah, I look and, at it. And, but well, it's also it's also um, kind of I've always had a drama with the way. Um, the man of the match in the grand finals being voted on. You know, obviously I was in the grand final in 91 and Brad Clyde, fantastic player, fantastic bloke. But he wasn't the best player on the field. Uh, Roy Simmons, who was playing his last game, scored two tries. He should have been the man of the match. If, if yeah. you, my, my analogy is that if you're, if you've played so well in a losing team, you should have won. You should have been the reason they won. And it happened the exact same year later with the Broncos and the Dragons with Brad McKay, who I played with in Perth, another fantastic bloke, fantastic player, but didn't deserve man of the match. So I don't think you can give the man of the match to someone in a losing team. It's happened in Origin. It's happened. Um, I just don't get it. I, I, I don't think I will ever get it. Um, but the Dally M's is an exciting time of year. You know, they pick mm-hmm. the uh, the best player in each position. It's um, one of them awards that a lot of people hold really dear to their heart. And um, now that it's just around the corner, I, I can't wait for it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I think, so I don't think it's ever happened in the actual NRL. Um, maybe prior to the NRL, uh, a team has won the premiership being outside the top four. No, it hasn't. Um, yeah, so it hasn't happened. Um, could this be the year that that happens? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You've got, you got, you got Melbourne Storm, you've got the Roosters, you've got the Rabbitohs. Yeah. Cam- Canberra could, who knows what Canberra can do? You know, we're playing against they're playing against a team in this weekend who they've beaten four times in that venue. Yeah, you know, and it's Melbourne Storm. I spoke to my brother this morning on our brekkie show, and um, he, he said that's I can't think of all the time that the Storm have been in the competition since two, uh, 1998 that a team has had that wood over us on our home ground. I've, I've never it's that it's been unheard of. Um, Melbourne have beaten I think they've played sixty six times, and Melbourne have won fifty one to to Canberra's fifteen. But the four most important ones they've won is the last four. And you're only as good as your last game. So, yeah, look, I, 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 I honestly think, and, I, and even with my Penrith hat on, that these four games we're about to watch, um, it can go either way, every one of them. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, 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 can't remember, I can't remember saying that about the final series ever. The, the NRL must be just sitting there rubbing their hands together. Oh, going, absolutely. Oh, there is a rugby league God somewhere there because we just had two years of lockdown our first year of being out and free, we've got this. Like, come on. I've just seen that the AFL have signed a record um, TV deal. 
I, I guarantee you that the NRL will gazump it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's going to be a phenomenal. Who who's your? Give me like a top three. Who's your top three to win it this year? Um, Nico Hines, Ben Hunt. Oh, Dino. I'm sorry. I meant the premiership. Oh, the premiership. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Penrith, um, Parramatta, and Melbourne. Yeah, nice. I I, I was a, I was getting ready to put, put a little bit of a punt on uh, the Roosters until the Joey Manu same injury happened. Joe, Joe, that's a game changer. Like he is such a barometer in that team. He everything that happens with the Roosters obviously starts with. Hargraves and Lodge of late, but the finishing touches um, has Joey Manu's name all over it. Against against down in Melbourne when they beat Melbourne a couple of weeks back, every time Melbourne put a kick up, he was he was on the field to cut to fuse the bomb. He is everywhere. It looked like he had a twin brother out there on yeah, some yeah. occasions. It is such a big loss to them that he. Um, I don't know if they can come back from it. I think I, I'm actually thinking that the Rabbitohs could get him this weekend um, without Joey Manu. Oh, no, absolutely. That's going to be a – Latrell, the way he's played this year, and, and yeah, no. And, and don't forget, Murray and Cook are both back. Oh, um, that, I was actually – so Murray is playing. Murray will play. Yeah, he'll yeah, play. Yeah. He, he's ticked every box as far as the pro- protocols go, um, which is good news for him. Um, they go through an extensive we, – we know a lot more. We, we learn – we're educated now on, on head knocks. Um, these guys – I've seen it happen first time. My young bloke was playing New South Wales Cup earlier in the year and he got a head knock against the Jets. And I went back, um, not backstage, I went back around to the dressing room and he was as I walked in to see if he was okay, he was undergoing a, um, a HIA test. Man, you can't do it. I wouldn't be able to do it like without having a head knock. You yeah, got to right. do the alpha, alphabet backwards. You got to do, remember this words I said after, you know, it's amazing what they do, what they've got to do. So look, the reason I, I think we're seeing so many HIAs, A, we, we're, we're more aware of them. B, there's less there's less heroics in playing with one these days because of what we know. And and three, the the league now the league are addressing it beautifully, and the, the players are bigger. The play the contacts are harder. Yeah, most most of them happen from friendly fire. Most KOs these days, HIAs from your own teammate coming to make a tackle and they get, get you with a, sw- a swinging arm. So very often do you see players running the ball, unless they get a high tackle, get, get HIA. It's usually, you know, like Cam Murray was the other night, tackling someone or, um, you know, putting your head in the wrong way in the early parts of the game until you've got that second win. So, uh, yeah, look, I, I, you know, bring it on, I say. I can't wait for the finals. I can't wait to see the, the grand final this year. And I, I it's just, it was just great to see a, a touch wood. Uh, a rugby league season that wasn't interrupted by you know the pandemic. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That's it's nice to have fans back in the seats again for sure. Hundred percent. Um, no, I I really appreciate for your time, you uh, you for your time. Uh, I do have a little. It's a question that I think is like just a little bit different that I want to ask any footy footy guests I have on. What would be your dream? So putting yourself obviously in that second row. What would be your dream? Uh, uh, sorry, edge to play with. So like a, a half, center, wing, um, and maybe even okay. throw maybe even throw a fullback back there to play um, with. Well, I, I played with Greg Alexander for 10 years, so he's the halfback I'd play with. I played with Brad Fittler for 10 years, so he's the 5'8 I'd play with. Um, the center, um, I'd say Laurie Daly. I'd love to have Laurie or Mal Meninga. Um, 
outside of me. Um, and the fullback, I, I can't go past uh, Billy Slater. Yeah. That's a great check. Slater was just, you know, he, he he's changed the way. Tedesco is going to be in the conversation once he stops playing. He's going to be in that conversation. Who's the best fullback of all time with the numbers he keeps putting up? Um, but Billy Slater, just the way he, the way his tenacious attitude towards the game, coming back from injury as Tedesco has, um, being such a skillful passer of the ball like Tedesco is, um, very hard to separate them. But I think Billy Slater, I, I, I love the way he played. And both Tedesco and and Slater, neither of them had that passing game as early on. No, a lot of fullbacks. No, they're, do they're, have... they're, well, they're both wingers. Yeah, yeah, they're both junior wingers, and, and Tedesco just he he's he can play five eight now. Um, you know, he's he could be a, he could be an amazing five eight as could Slater over his time, but um, they just happen to have better players in that position. But Slater, yeah, Slater for mine. And Slater, you know, Slater, Slater's now doing a job on the and the coaching. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're bastard. <laughs> no, he's a good. He's, he's a good boy. He's a good. He's a good man, Billy. Um, obviously, with my brother playing so long at Melbourne, I, I had a lot to do with him. Met him a lot. Cameron Smith, same good bloke. Um, they're they're all good blokes coming out of Melbourne because Craig Bellamy makes them good blokes. That's why they're such a good club. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you look at the results that it's had on Nico Hines. He was saying I mean, the other. He was saying the other day about how he carried a notepad around and he would. How good? How good's that? Yeah. Well, so was him to, he won my Dell MG of the year this morning. We got him on the phone, and uh, oh, you did! I, nice. I, I, I brought that up with him. And I said, "Mate, um, love reading about your, you know, your intuitive nature." How he walked around with the pad. I said, "How'd you do it?" He said, "I just had a pad. We went into meetings. I'd, I'd write down what the questions the the, the main the, the the senior players would ask. I'd take it to the gym. I'd watch what the players who had been there before me had done, and I'd, I'd write down." What they were doing, I wrote down what extras the other players were doing, and 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 compiled lists, and that's what I I took to took to Cronulla with me, and that's what I wanted to do. And he's doing it. He's he's been amazing. He's been unbelievable. Yeah, no, he has. And, he- and sensational bloke. What a great, what a great, what a great um, role model for for any young kids coming up because he's done it hard as a kid. You know, he's he's come from some adversity. So yeah, uh, I, admi- I-, I, admi- I admire him big time. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely one of my favorite players to play at the moment. Yeah, big time. He's mine too. I think yeah. Ruben. I think Ruben Cotter is one of my favorites as well. Oh, nice. He's good. You, you didn't have the Cowboys in your top three. <laughs> I don't think that. I. I, I don't know. Uh, there's just. It's just weird oh, that they're there. Is, is that how you feel yeah, about it? Like, like they were fifteenth last year. You know, yeah. and I think. I think. I think they've got to feel that semi-final pressure for the first time. Um, a lot of them, and to come back next year bigger and better. I think next year they'll be in the grand final. Uh, I'm already going to put my hand up and say that. I don't know who they're, who they're going to play. Probably Penrith. Um, probably but, the Broncos. Probably maybe the <laughs> North Queensland. Maybe the Titans. Who knows? Fuck. Pigs might fly. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, they're on it. It's, it's amazing. It, it's, it's yeah. I, I, I don't know who's going to be in the grand final. But the Cowboys for mine, Todd Payton. I'll, I'll put my hand up. I, I thought they'd come last this year. I, I, I really did. I thought Todd Payton would be the first coach sacked. I thought that, you know, they're wasting their money on, on Townsend. But, I'd take all that back um, because a they've I, I love the way they've fucking bust themselves in the off season. Um, I love the way that Todd Payton has marshaled the troops, and I love the way that you know Chad Townsend has just been a, the conductor of the orchestra. You know, it's just um, I, I, look. I hope I'm, I'm wrong. I, Sharks fans won't like me saying that, but um, I, I just don't. I, I think next year they'll be better. I think they'll, next year they'll be better for the run. Yeah. Nice. So just to close it out, tips for this weekend. So Penrith, Melbourne, Cronulla, South. 
Awesome, mate. Hey, thank you for your time, man. This has been a lot no, of fun. No worries, Isaac. Anytime, my brother, and good luck with it all, hey? Cheers, matey. Have a good one. See you, brother. All right. And that was Mark Geyer. Uh, just a massive thanks to Mark for hopping on the podcast. Uh, that was a lot of fun. There's a reason that guy's on TV and radio. Hey, he can just tell a story. And um, that was great chat. So super appreciative for him jumping on. Uh, hopefully have him on again sometime. I- I'd love to have him on just to talk his career. Obviously, that conversation, a lot of it was based around current events, current footy. Um, I'd love to talk to him about his career and not just in footy, but post footy as well. So, um, yeah. So that was great. Thank you for Mark for hopping on. Uh, we're now moving into uh, our final segment, which is a couple of casuals. It's where myself, a casual footy fan, uh, and another casual footy fan, we jump on and we have a chat. So uh, super excited for this. And uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll let him introduce himself. So we'll, we'll just jump to it now. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, should we get into it? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Um, well, first of all, can you introduce yourself? Uh, what do you do for work and just a little bit of a backstory? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So Matt Gilbert, um, I work for a company called iSponsor. At the moment, we're a, a tech fundraising company. So we basically raise funds for sporting groups, uh, charities. Essentially, it's like a cashback app, but rather than the cash going to the consumer's pocket, it goes to their uh, charity of choice or their sporting club or their kid's sporting club or something like that. So you might buy a pair of kicks at Nike for like 200 bucks yeah. and Nike have agreed to give 5% back to my charity or sporting club of choice. So every, if I buy it through that platform then 10 bucks will go to my charity or 10 bucks will go to my footy club or something like that. So yeah. that's what I've been doing for the last year, which has been really cool. Oh, you've been doing that for the last year. I didn't see, I was yeah. just, I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah. So my mate, my mate um, is the founder and he's been doing it for a couple of years and he sort of wrote me in um, about 12 months ago and, yeah, it's going unreal, mate. We're um, yeah, got really big groups on there. We've just launched in the US and UK, so busy, busy. That's mad. And then, and then, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And then um, on top of that, uh, yeah, obviously got the gym. So run yeah. um a fit stop, as you know, with um with my wife who um pretty much handles the day to day there. Yeah, nice. So family man, wife, kids. Family man, yeah. So a couple of kids. Um, I don't know if I've actually even told you this, mate, but we've got another one on the way. So we've got didn't um, know that. Yeah, yeah. So you might not have seen Jill around tag um, recently, mate, for that exact reason. But we've got, uh, yeah, so five and six-year-old and one Jew at Christmas. Little boy this time. So two girls uh, at the moment and then a little boy Jew at Chrissy. Yeah, that's exciting. Decided decided to uh, not go down the surprise route or? Um, with the, with the, with the, the sex, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was a little surprised this one. Um, so I thought, look, we've probably had enough surprises. So let's, <laughs> yeah, let's find out. Oh, congratulations, so, mate. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks, mate. Yeah, future halfback for the green machine, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you kind of just, you gave it, gave it away before. So we obviously know each other through Oztag. Um, and, you know, so this segment, a uh, couple of casuals, um, as a lot of casuals do, they find a way to continue their glory days of continuing playing footy. And we do that through Oztag. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so, who who would you compare yourself with? Who who's your NRL equivalent for Oztag with your own playing oh, style? Yeah, yeah, probably Martin Lang these <laughs> days, unfortunately. Um, but no, I, I played in the centres and the centres growing up. Um, yeah. So yeah, players that I love. I know you're a massive fan as well. Like love Justin Hodges, big fan. Uh, Mark Gaznia, like these kind of guys. Um, sort of growing up, but yeah, now I'm the um you know, standard sort of nearly 40-year-old that 
can create a little bit of space, but then I'm looking for support pretty quickly. So I, I was yeah. trying to think of someone to give you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe, maybe in my, my knowledge of Maddie and his Oz tag, like a, like a John Sutton almost <laughs> got a little yeah, bit of ball I'll, playing around the rock. I'll, and I'll take that. I'll actually <laughs> take that for sure at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So haven't seen you down at Ostag. You, you've had a couple of injuries and stuff, eh? I'm, I'm actually busted at the moment, man. Yeah, I rolled yeah. my ankle. Um, yeah, it's just a story of my life. I rolled the ankle a few months ago. It's just not coming good. And the knees give me a bit of grief. The shoulders are a constant issue. So, yeah, I, I've literally, I think I've played 15 minutes this season. And I think we're just going into finals now. So, is that, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. That, that's across two, two different comps, yeah, four different right. teams. I think I've played 15 minutes across all of them. So. That sucks. I thought that you might have. Yeah, I was going to say I thought you might have bailed after the the state of origin loss. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That was heartbreaking, wasn't it? So. Yeah. No. Yeah. We are. Uh, we play a little down where we play Oztag. They have a little bit of a state of origin, and we um, Maddie represented New South Wales, and I was in the Queensland team, and. That's right. We got a we got a win. We got one back from was, the year before. It was pretty convincing too this time around. Like the year before was obviously very close, but. Yeah, very we, controversial as well. Yeah, yeah, we won't go there. I was pretty happy. I was pretty comfortable with the results. So. Yeah. All righty. Well, uh, let's get let's go uh, the super coach route first. So was yep. I, I remember? I swear we had to talk about it at State Cup for Oztag started this year. This was your first year yep. playing super coach. No, no, no. So I've, I've, I've played it for years, but it's my first year back. So right. yeah, so so I, I've played different iterations of it literally since school. Like I remember being in one in like year eleven and twelve, and all you got was points for try scorers. So you're literally just like stocking up on like Nathan Hindmarshes and, you know, forwards that are going to score a try and then, and then back to do well as well. Um, and then obviously it's, you know, got so much better over the years. But yeah, I reckon five years ago or so, I just gave up. We had the same crew of mates, about 20 of us. We'd all throw cash in and keep us all close together and heaps of banter and, and we had a really solid comp. But it just got too much, mate. I was putting so much time in it. I was like, I need a breather. But then this year got roped back in. Um, and then yeah, had a, had a cracker. So, yo, so you finished third. Good fun. Finished fourth. The, oh, fourth, fourth. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So finished fourth. So I've never really had a proper go at overall either. Like it's usually yeah. been just head to head. Yeah. Um, like you, there's been some times where I've had a little bit of a good start the first sort of month or so, then buy round happen or an injury happens, and then I just start focusing on beating my mates, and I'm not really looking at overall. But this year I sort of started off okay, and then I thought, oh bugger it, I'll plan for the first buy round and did okay, and all of a sudden I'm in the top hundred and the top 50 and the top 10. I'm like, wow, I have to give this a good shake. So it's, 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 it's tough. This is the first year that I haven't done. I did like super coach draft. It's the first yeah. year I haven't done the normal super coach. So I don't actually even yeah. really know like who were the better buys and things like that. I, di- I didn't follow it this year, but um, how, how, what was the point differential between you and number one? Uh, it ended up being about 350, I think. 350. Yeah. Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. So I got I got as close as I think two ninety um, going into maybe the last round. Yeah, I think going into the last round I had two ninety to make up, um, and then yeah, blew out a little bit. I, I had a little bit of a crack at like a specky captain choice in the last round because I was the first or nothing was my mentality. So yeah, I think I put the captain on Lock, Lockie Miller. Um, yeah, right. But he got eighty odd in the end. He, he scored a try in the last minute, so it wasn't too bad. But I was hoping for about a one fifty and and you know sneaking a bit closer. <laughs> No, how, that's good, fine. How, good, how good how good draft though like i've done draft a couple of times i didn't do it this year but that's to be honest that's probably my preference like doing the doing the draft format um, I, 
I yeah. certainly, I certainly prefer it because like I've done this, I've gone the super coach route a few years and obviously I've never done as well as you, but like in, in terms of the super coach leagues I'm in, like I, I usually do all right, but it always comes down to one or two players difference is the reason that you win or lose. And I yeah. kind of, I kind of like the idea of picking my team and, and then just playing from there, you know? Um, yeah, I agree totally. Yeah. And then, and then just waiting for the waiver, like, you know, on the waiver wire for yeah. a little cheapie to come on board. And it's so fun, like draft night as well with your mates. Like I remember yeah. I've, I've done it, I've done it online a couple of times. I've only done it face to face once, but it was one of the best nights I've had. Like, I mean, there was about eight of us. We're up at a mate's house at Bribey Island. We're all sitting around his dinner table. We had our, our laptops out. Everyone had notepads and, you know, the two minutes you get to select your player and, it's um nerve wracking. No, it's always a good time. Me and good my, I've always I'm always kind of in a new rugby league uh, draft each year uh, that changes a lot. But me and my mates have an NBA draft, and we're yeah, right. NBA fancy. We've been doing it for like I reckon we was, we started when we were in high school, so probably about twelve years now. It's been going strong. Basically, the same crew still. Um, yeah, but good. I mean, as you get older, people live out of state and stuff. So we used to all just sit around. We'd sit in our draft order around a big table. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, we always put on a big thing for the actual draft order. We do the draft order two weeks out. One of the boys would get shirtless, put a bow tie on. We'd, we'd just have a lot of fun with it. But uh, yeah, no, nah, we, uh, as you get older, you can't do those things as often. But um, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, well, what did you win coming forth? What did you get? I got a thousand bucks. Um, so it's a bit of a steep drop. So 50 for first, five for second, and then the thousand, you know, top uh, three to 10. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we get a um, a personalized KFC tracksuit, uh, which basically has your team name on the back. Uh, the top eleven get that, and then um, yeah, a couple other little prizes. But the tracksuit's yeah, pretty mad. So, yeah, that's it. I don't know if I can pull it off. So um, yeah, obviously everyone's into me saying you've got to wear it here and you've got to wear it there. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see when it turns up, and I'll chuck it on and yeah, see how game I am wearing it somewhere. You got to wear it for like at least a week or something. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Magic Round. I'm thinking Magic Round. At oh, least. Nice. It, it might get a start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Well, I thought now we've talked about Supercoach, we can get to this part that I actually am not really looking forward to all that much. So you're obviously a Canberra <laughs> Raiders fan. and I am. Yep, I am. You're the, you're the reason my Broncos are not in the top eight right now. Um, I know. You actually, know. you shot through a message when you were like, oh, I wouldn't have minded the 50K. And I, straight away, I was like, fuck. You're just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your Canberra Raiders just knocked the Broncos out. Stop being selfish. <laughs> you don't yeah, need 50K true. as well. Um, yeah, yep. But uh, how are you feeling about your team going into the into the top eight, into the finals? It starts tomorrow night. Yeah, look, you could have, if you asked me sort of three or four weeks ago, um, yeah, I probably wasn't enjoying how we're playing like we're winning but you know i still thought we had a long way to go i think the last couple of weeks uh we've gelled a fair bit of attack but we've also played you know manly the tigers who have clearly sort of tapped out for the season so i don't know if that's a real indicator but obviously happy to be there um but i'm not really sure where we're at when it in terms of you know the other the other teams like the other top seven i, I think it's one of the most exciting final series in a long time like all the matchups are so unreal um the form's great but yeah i'm not sure where we sit you never know. Like, you know, I think we won the last four down there at Amy Park. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. But, yeah, obviously excited to be there. I actually feel for the Broncos fans, mate, and yourself included. I still, yeah, it's... Um, I feel it for us a, too. <laughs> yeah. 
because it's such yeah such a good season. I think um I think it's still a win. I don't know how you feel about it, but I I still think it's a win. Like there's still so many positives that come out of it. But but yeah, be, to be in the top four sort of five six weeks ago is is pretty demoralizing. But it's I've talked to a few friends about it. like I got a mate that I watch every Broncos game with, and yeah. um we kind of were like it is like it's it's definitely a win compared to the two seasons prior. You know, wooden spoon, and then I think we came fourteenth last year. Um, yeah, it was a much more exciting season. I just kind of wish those back end losses were just dispersed throughout the season, and it was it was kind of like we were fighting for a top eight spot the whole time. Not you're sitting in the top four, and then all of a sudden we're in we're in ninth. But um, yeah, but it was and an just, improved and season. The way it happened, it, absolutely. The way it happened, it was obviously probably hard to watch for you guys as well. But if you rattle off some of the you know, some of the promising signs. Like you've got, you know, someone like Ezra Mam, who's coming to first grade and, and looks super sharp. Like Pat Carrigan's going to be in the Australian side for as long as he wants to after his season this year. You know, a couple of things like that. Um, Reese Walsh come to the club. Cobo, you know, who, who knows where he fits, but he's obviously fine. So, you know, come next year, there's so much to build off. No, absolutely. And, and outside of um, Adam Reynolds, we've got a, I feel like we still have one of the younger teams going around. So, yeah, we've got that behind us. So happy about that. No, I'm honestly, it was a fun season. It's just a kind of a bitter taste at the end of it. So for sure. So you you on the green machine or who are you jumping on in the final series? Uh, I've been asked this. I'm basically pro anyone winning that's not named the Panthers or the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, um, right. So the Panthers and Cowboys. I just got a few mates that rub me the wrong it the wrong way to <laughs> support them. So um, yeah my life will be a lot easier if those two teams don't win. Um, Fair enough. But I think I, I wouldn't mind. I'm, I like, I like a lot of the Melbourne players. I like Munster and Hughes and yeah, I'm a big Latrell fan. So if South go yep. all the way, I wouldn't mind that. Um, yeah. I'm just, as you were saying, it's just such an exciting top eight. Um, I'm pretty excited for the finals just in general. So. Yeah, um, me too. Me too. I think it's going to be unreal. Yeah. I would. So I had Gaia on, uh, Mark Iron before this podcast, and we were talking about whether this could be the year that a team wins outside the top four because it hasn't happened in our in the history of the NRL. That's right. Yeah. Um, so could happen. Oh, it, it feels like there's more of a chance this year than there ever has been before. Mm. Like you talk about the Cowboys and Sharks, like obviously they've had like unbelievable seasons, but there's still a little bit of an unknown when it gets to the big time, you know, the end of the season and those bigger games. And then you got yeah, those guys outside the eight, you know, Roosters. Bunnies and Storm, you know, you won't throw the Raiders in there, but those three, the form they're playing, the big name players they've got, you just never know. Like you say, you don't want to throw the Raiders in there, but they've done a lot of handiwork against the Melbourne Storm. So if, like, if there was it's one true. team for you to yeah. match up against in the first round of the finals, there's probably a little bit of confidence there. Like, oh, we can get the job done here. It is, it is probably the best matchup. It's the best yeah. matchup you could ask for. Yeah, like I'd prefer to be playing them, even down there, the way the season's gone, you know, more than the Roosters, um, you know, and the Bunnies. I, I, the, the crazy thing for me is the way that the last sort of month or two has gone, the fact that one of the Roosters or Bunnies will be gone sort of this yeah. weekend because it sort of feels like both of them should go, you know, deeper than sort of the first round. But, yeah, one's gone. So Yeah, I was ready to put a little bit of money on the Roosters to win the whole thing until the Joey Manu injury. And now it's yeah. just a little bit like, oh, they still have that spine and the forward pack and, you know, great play. Daniel Tupo, I'm a big Daniel Tupo fan. Um, yeah, but and he's had a great year too. Yeah, he has. So, no, yeah, excited for the footy this weekend to start. It's uh, we've we've us boys have made sure that we're not because we've started training for nationals for Oztag 
and we've gone, yeah. we're not training Sunday afternoon. So you can no, make dead. it Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. You can make it Sunday morning, but if you put it Sunday, Arvo, we won't be there. So yeah, for sure. Um, no, that's cool. So, uh, I guess now I've just got a couple of fun little Raiders questions for you and then yeah. I'll let you get out of here so you can pick the kids up. Um, yeah, do it. Uh, so my first one is, uh, who's your favorite Raider of all time? It's a tough one. I've, I've, I could probably rattle off five, um, but I'd probably say Laurie Daly. Actually, sorry, before we get to this, I forgot to ask, how did your Canberra fandom start? Where's that come from? Uh, it's just family. So I, I, I was born and raised a couple hundred Ks from Canberra. And then, yeah, so when, when they came into the comp, you know, I think it was a couple of years before I was born, 82. Um, yeah, my, my sort of family jumped on, my, my grandfather and, you know, my dad and, um yeah, sort of when I was three and four or five and sort of started taking interest. Yeah, I just I just sort of adopted that from the family. Yeah, nice. And so Laurie yeah, Daly... And, 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 and obviously it was a good time as well. So I was born 84. So we, we won 89, 90 and I was five and six. Uh, and then we won 94 and had another GF loss in there. So, so you know, my sort of five to 10 <laughs> age um, of going for the Raiders, we, we were obviously flying. So it's and been the, a little bit tougher to support them the last, you know, 20, 30 years, but but that was a good start. You have you've had one finals appearance in there, haven't you? Yeah, one GF versus the Roosters a few yeah. years ago, the six yeah, again. Yeah. The six again. And that's right. So. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Tough. Yeah, so, so that's, so that's Laurie, that though, mate. Yeah, all family. But Laurie, Laurie Daly, I'd say. Yeah, nice. Yeah. What was it about Laurie? Oh, just yeah, just that big sort of running, you know, five eight. Um, you know, but just, yeah, one of those guys that like softly spoken off the field, like even now, but get him on the field and he'll just cut people in half with his defense, you know, super strong ball runner, but like soft skills with his hands, like just, yeah, yeah complete package for me. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and from not far where I grew up as well, he's from June, which is in group nine, which is sort of the group that I played footy in, um, as well. So yeah, not far from home. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, the next question is, so if you were to, an all-time Dream Raiders spine. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's probably the spine of the early 90s, actually. Like, I don't know if you'd have to change it too much. It would pretty much be Daly at six, Stewart at seven. Um, fullback slightly more contentious, but I'd still probably throw Mullins in there. Like, Belcher yeah. would probably be a chance, but I'd throw Mullins in there. Um, and then Stevie Walters at nine so yeah, nice. they, they all pretty much have played together in the spine you know over our glory years so and if if you were to throw oh sorry yes yeah, so keep going no no i was just going to say yeah, i'd probably stick with that yeah nice if you were to throw a 14 in there who would your 14 be um yeah probably jack whiten i'd say yeah nice. yeah he, he might get a start i'm just trying to think if i'm sort of forgetting someone over the years but yeah obviously he can play in the halves and fullback. Um, yeah, I'll go with Jack for sure. Yeah, nice, nice. Yep. Um, and my last question for you is uh, if you could have one player join the Canberra Raiders next season, so yep. any player from the NRL, who would, who would you take? Oh, it's probably like a bit of a... Um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would say this, but I'd say, I'd say Cleary, to be honest. Like, I think... Okay. Yeah, we're just, we, we've been short of a halfback for a while. I think um, I, I was really excited about George Williams when he came to the club. I think you know, he did great things there. Um, I think Fogarty's been quite good. He's um, 
obviously pretty stable and, and gets the team around the park, got a good kicking game. Um, lacks a little bit with sort of speed and agility in a running game. Um, I think he dropped Cleary into our side, like with our forward pack and um, you know, someone like Jack White and running the, running the footy. I think he changes us like instantly. So yeah. How much yeah. do you reckon Fogarty cops from Papali? Yeah. So <laughs> the much. chase down. Yeah, so much. If, be, he does it, if he does it, there's something wrong. So if I was Papali, I'd be reminding him every day. <laughs> Absolutely. But he was, yeah, I thought Fogarty was really good. And again, like I said, it, it was against the Tigers and we we're up 42 nil at half time. So how much he can take away from, I'm not sure, but I think that was his best game that he played for us yeah. on the weekend. He looked really sharp. So um, yeah. Be interesting to see how we go this weekend. No, you boys have to be going into the finals with a bit of confidence. Yeah, like I think I don't know the exact sort of number. I think we've won the last four. I think sort of we've probably won sort of ten out of the last twelve. Even though we've had a pretty good run sort of back end of the season. Um, so yeah, who knows? Who knows? We have to start strong, that's for sure. Because like you said, Melbourne are unreal, and Melbourne have probably been my sort of favourite side to watch. Sort of similar to what yeah. you just said um, for a lot of years. Like you know, they're just unreal how they go about it. So. But we're probably getting them at the right time. Like this year's been uncharacteristic it's, for them. Um, it's been pretty patchy and inconsistent at times. So, yeah, a knows. little bit of drama, and they've got the injuries, and they're yeah. definitely they're definitely beatable. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, there, there's a time. Yeah, there, there's probably a decade there where you know this game was yeah pretty much unbeatable. Uh, or, or, sorry, this wasn't winnable for the team going up against them down there. So yeah, there there were a chance for sure. No, for sure. Well, yeah. thanks for hopping on, Matty. That's been fun. No, pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me. First guest on the uh, couple of casuals. I'm hoping to make this a bit of a regular thing. Have a few more boys from the tag from tag come on and yeah, how good? No, just a bit of fun. So yeah, yeah. I'll try and win. I'll win Super Coach next year, mate. So I'll get another start. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you get anything less than fourth, you're not coming on. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, have fun. Um, pleasure, mate. See you soon. Perfect. Thanks for having me, mate. Cheers, bro. Talk to you. See ya. Huge shout out to Maddie Gilbert for hopping on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. Um, and that's all I want that segment to be. A couple of casuals just coming together, talk some footy, having some fun. Um, and yeah, so that is the wrap up on this week's uh, footy podcast. I'm hoping to have another one to you next week. So after that first round of the footy, um, I'm not sure who I'm going to get on to talk about it, but I'll try and work something out. Um, that's all this podcast is right now. It's just working it out. So yeah, uh, if you made it this far, thank you for listening and uh, hopefully, hopefully be back next week.